And we're back! That we are. Welcome back, everybody. Did you miss us? How you feeling, Willow? <clears throat> I'm okay. <laughs> was, that a, was that an answer? I'm okay. Um, my voice is still a bit shot. If I'm sure it's obvious. Um, I'm still coughing. Yeah. But I'm not dying anymore, so that's great. That's good. Not dying is always a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for putting up with our week off because we had been we had been trucking along so fast and so quickly with, with all these episodes. And then I know that this left a Guillermo del Toro, It's del Toro time-sized hole in everyone's hearts. Yeah. It, yeah. I had COVID, though, so you can't blame us. <laughs> can't blame it. You, the COVID, it. COVID is more important than this. So mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that you were not going to suffer, you know, unreasonably for this we show. wouldn't have been able to record while i had covid because i couldn't talk and right i was i had a fever and your health is more important than anything than anything i would gladly give up two of my three podcasts for your exactly health. see you know, not the bears one i've been doing that too long i'm ride or die with that one but look i i wouldn't want you to give up the bears show yeah yeah i mean I, okay i probably would i would probably reduce the other shows just down to a a, a, a slower pace Okay, I would keep all my shows, but I still would want you to get well. Well, you need me to get well for one of your shows, so. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so since we last talked, some Guillermo del Toro news has happened. Are you are you familiar with what he what he released onto social media? Was it the thing? What thing? I don't know. I know that somebody sent me a Guillermo del Toro related yes. thing. Yes. Well, it's close to the thing. Gamma del Toro released un, un, previously unseen test footage right, yeah. from his Abandoned at the Mountains of Madness project, mm-hmm. uh, CGI test footage of one of the monsters. And I'm going to come right out and say it, ladies and gentlemen, I am very happy that this project did not see the light of day because it looked <laughs> uh, not very good. Just from the 15 seconds of test footage, uh, it looked not anything like at the Mountains of Madness. The monster <laughs> looked like a generic movie monster and had nothing to do as far as i could tell with at the mountains of madness i mean a very very short Mm -hmm. test shot but i was just like i don't like that thing at all (laughs) the 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 creatures from at the mountains of madness are bizarre and uh like sort of geometrically shaped uh, monstrosities that that thing the thing that he released was just a bunch of tentacles and goop and i was like that's not what's described in the short story at all so if that's the direction you were going maybe i don't want to see this movie i just wanted to see the penguins i you know i'll i will i'm down with seeing some pangs so uh that's the game of del toro news uh, our other game of del toro news is we are still going to try to see pinocchio in the theater yes this yep. friday yes fingers strongly crossed well, I can't get COVID again, so... That's true, and you can't give it to me because it's yep. passed now, and I can't give it to you. I mean, the mm-hmm. worst, comes, worst case scenario, I get COVID again at the movie theater. <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen. Yeah. Uh, we'll be going in the middle of the day to see it at a local movie house. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm excited. Yeah. So even we're though we're not... popped corn. Maybe we'll get some popped corn, maybe a jujube or a milk dud. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, it's exciting. We're very excited. Yes. But before we do that, uh, I, I do have to announce that I saw the Blue's Clues movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it is delightful. So I know our listeners are probably wondering if they should see the Blue's Clues movie, and I will say unabashedly yes. Go see the Blue's It's only an hour long. <laughs> 
Uh, it takes place in New York City. There are cameos <laughs> by B.D. Wong and uh, and various other New York celebrities. So uh, check out the Blues Clues movie. You'll be tapping your toes. You'll be clapping your hands. You'll be looking, looking for clues. Looking for clues. Hey. <laughs> and yes, uh, Steve and Joe are in it as well as Josh, the new host. So if you're interested, Blues Big City Adventure or whatever it's called. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> Surprisingly, this episode is actually all about the Blue's Clues movie. We decided to stop with the Cabinet of Curiosities and just do Blue's Clues. Yeah, so in any case, Josh is, he wakes up in the morning and he has an audition for a Broadway show. <laughs> Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper. <laughs> Mr. Saldam, there's this moment where Josh is in New York and he's at this, he runs through this outdoor dining area and these people, these two women are talking and they have salt and pepper at their table and he stops Mm -hmm. and tries to talk to the salt and pepper. It's a very amusing scene. He also tries to talk to the trash can. (laughs) Uh, So yes, Blue's Clues movie, check it out. Um, So what are we actually talking about today? A goopy mess. Uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, episode seven. Yes, seven. Seven, Uh, And what is this one called? The Viewing. The Viewing. And who is it directed by? That guy. Panos Cosmatos. Cosmatos? Cosmatos. The director of... Cosmatos. Beyond Beyond the Black Rainbow. Director of Mandy. uh, And the upcoming... uh, necrocosm which i don't i don't know what that is but the name sounds cool a phantasmagorical fantasy nightmare set deep within a strange galaxy where two lovers are torn apart as they try to survive a malevolent invasion uh necrocosm so that sounds fun Mm -hmm. huh sounds like a good time uh beyond the slow burn beyond the black rainbow is another slow burn mandy is uh a, a phantasmagoria itself uh nightmare uh nicholas cage film uh beyond the black rainbow is just sort of this paranoid tripped out fantasy and uh today's episode uh the viewing is as you said a very slow burn uh what do you mean by a slow burn it's slow and then at the end it burns everyone gets burned (laughs) (laughs) literally yeah uh, it's an hour long and nothing happens until like the last 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then everything happens. Yep. Uh, everything up to that point is entirely a single conversation happening around a table in a billionaire's mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everyone dissolves or zips off in a race car. So yeah. uh, that's it. See you, everyone. Bye. <laughs> that's our joke that we always do. Goodbye, yep. everybody. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this cast. Peter Weller as Lionel Lassiter, the the billionaire. What do you think of that Peter was his Weller? Name? I never caught Lassiter. the I never caught the guy's name. Lionel Lassiter. Uh, what do you think of Peter Weller? You Peter Weller fan? You like that RoboCop? I've never seen RoboCop. You've never seen RoboCop? Mm-mm. Oh, it's a good movie. Who you were the only one who would have shown it to me? So Peter Weller is brilliant as RoboCop. Um, you did explain the entire plot of the movie to me when I was younger. Yeah, he's a robot cop. Mm-hmm. The end. Uh, cast as RoboCop because he could fit into the costume and he was like a physical actor. Uh, I thought he was great in this episode. Yeah, he the guy's, was yeah. creepy AF. Yeah, he's like 75. He was like jumping all around. I mean, he was mostly sitting, but he yeah. jumped up pretty pretty quickly at one point. <laughs> he did. Uh, uh, he did a lot of pretend drugs. He did a lot. There's a lot of drugs in this episode. A lot of, uh, a lot of drugs, a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. 
A lot of wondering what's going on. Um, our characters are Peter Weller as the rich billionaire, Steve a- Aggie, Aggie as Guy Landon, a writer. You said mm-hmm. you liked Steve Aggie, 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 Aggie. Yep, I yep. thought he was funny. Uh, I the know him. The comic relief is the term I was looking for while we were watching that episode, by the way. He's the comic relief. I know him from the TV series Superstore, where he plays Isaac. He's very funny in Superstore. Um, he's a comedy actor. I think of him as a comedy actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does voices on Adventure Time. He was in New Girl. Uh, he's on uh, the Peacemaker TV series. He's he's in everything. He's a comedy actor and he's in everything. Uh, in fact, most of the actors in this episode are comedy actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Andre of the Eric Andre Show is uh, is one of the actors. He plays uh, a musician named Randall Roth. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with Eric Andre Show? No, but I recognize the face. Uh, if you've never seen the Eric Andre Show, it is is a talk show that is nothing but chaos mm-hmm. where he invites celebrities on and then uh all hell breaks loose on the set no i have uh, i have heard of this and i think i've seen a couple of clips from it sometimes there are people burst out of things sometimes guns get fired sometimes wild animals appear uh it's it's a nightmare of a show and i love it um but eric andre he's a bit of a chaotic comedian and it's funny that he's probably the most chill guy in this episode until the end yeah i he he was really good in this Charlene Yi as Charlotte Z C. I don't know how you pronounce this last name. X I E. Um, we love Charlene Yi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. What do you know her from? Uh, let me check. I was gonna look this up after we finished the episode, but I forgot. Uh, how do you spell her last name? Y I. Y I. Okay. Um. Sorry, you can start talking about other things. It's gonna take me a minute. Charlene, you know her from like House. She was she played uh, Doctor Park in House. I mean, she's in everything. She I know up. her from Lucifer. She's in Lucifer. Yeah. Yeah, she plays the Angel of Death, and I really liked her in Lucifer. She played Ruby on Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. She's in the Mitchells versus the Machines. Uh, she's in We Bear Bears. She's just she pops up in a lot of things. She's a comedy actor. I think she's very funny. She's very deadpan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has this round face that is just like can go completely expressionless when she wants it to. She's very funny. Um, yeah. And she's going to be in the new Time Bandits series uh, that's oh. coming out. Which is in pre-production. So I'm curious as to who what she's playing in Time Bandits. Uh, just a little connection to our show. And then your favorite character, Targ Reinhardt, <laughs> played by Michael. I don't know. I've never known how to say his last name. Terio, Terio, Tero. Michael Tiro, um, who you probably know from Chucky, the TV series, nope. Lock and Key, the TV series, The Bagel and Becky Show, uh, The Girlfriend Experience, Hemlock Grove, maybe, Covert Affair. He's been in a lot of things. He's been in a lot of things. I've never seen any of the things that he's in. Yeah, he's playing a psychic. Oh, Charlene Yee was playing a, a, an astrophysicist. He's playing a psychic. And the basic pre- premise is that these four people, Eric Andre, Charlene Yee, Michael Tiro, and Steve Agee, have been summoned to a viewing at a billionaire's house. He's called them all together because he needs an astrophysicist, a musician, a writer, and a and a uh, and a psychic. The world's greatest of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he is there with Dr. Zara, played by uh, the amazing Sophia Butella. Uh, who is a doctor who used to work for Muammar Gaddafi. Oh, yeah, it's set in 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia Boutella is an Algerian actress. Um, she's been in a ton of things. Uh, I know her. She is my favorite part of my favorite Star Trek movie, uh, Star Trek uh, uh, Beyond. She plays Jayla in it, and I love her. Uh, yes, I am the one person who Star Trek Beyond is their favorite Star Trek movie. <laughs> 
uh, and she's his doctor. And basically, most of the episode is them talking about what they all do, talking about uh, 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 not, not a lot. And then they each have to drink an amazing uh, whiskey, and then they each have to smoke some amazing pot, and then they each have to snort some uh, space cocaine, as mm-hmm. as Steve Agee calls it, that has been laced with something that we don't know what it is by Dr. Zara. And then they're brought into another room where there is a giant rock that is of unknown origin. It's and, all wibbly wobbly. And then Eric Andre blows pot smoke on it, and Michael Tiro connects with it psychically, and it hatches into a blob monster that blows up Steve Agee's head, melts Michael Turo, melts Sophia Butella, absorbs Peter Weller, and then turns into a giant demon that gets shot by Hector, their friend, who has a golden gun, and then uh, Randall Roth, uh, Eric Andre, and Charlene Yee escape in a sports car at the end. Yep. Oh, it's awesome. And the demon monster escapes through the sewers and ends up in the city. The slowest monster. Also, this was an awesome episode. So my question is, did you like this episode? It was awesome. Why did you like this episode? I don't know. I just, it had lesbians. End of story. <laughs> I want to I want to let the audience know that the entire time uh, we were watching this, at first you were a little put off by the fact that they were doing so much drugs. And then all of a sudden you were like, I would do those drugs. I didn't. I said I wouldn't do those drugs. You said you would. You said, you know what? I would probably do the drugs. I If you're in a billionaire's house and you're like, this guy's probably going to kill me. You may as well take the drugs. Take the drugs. I did like when you said there's no way a billionaire would invite you to your home, his home just to kill you. And I'm like, that's exactly what billionaires would do. If I was a billionaire, that's what I would do. Yeah, but they're a bunch of other rich, famous people. So, yeah. So they all they know going into this is that they've all been on talk shows, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, like, what talk show this astrophysicist has been on. She's an astrophysicist who believes in the, like, the 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 seeding origin of life. Sperm, mm-hmm. sperm, I can't remember what it's called, where you've, like, populated, uh, some intelligent life is pop, panspermia or whatever, populated other planets with their mm-hmm. genetics. Uh, I don't know what that had. We never figured out why Steve Agee was called to be there. No. We found out why eric andre was there mm-hmm. uh the guy really mu- likes his music right he's like will you design the music for my uh, for a house i'm building mm-hmm. but we don't ever know why he needed the world's greatest novelist who is now no longer the world's greatest novelist because he's just been writing airport novels we don't find out why he has to be there except no. that he's played by steve agee and he's very funny yeah and so they've all been called there and like it's at the when they go into the the obelisk chamber there is no smoking in the obelisk chamber that's such a good line there's no smoking in the obelisk chamber eric andre eric andre keeps first what does he do he lights a cigarette yep oh yeah the world's most rare cigarette so they're given their favorite drink initially and mm-hmm. then Eric Andre is given cigarettes that are like incredibly rare, even though he's trying to quit. So clearly this guy has done his research or knows a lot about that. It's re- nothing is ever explained in this episode. No, which is fine. It, it doesn't is... need to be explained. <laughs> right. It is just you never get any answers for why um, any of this has happened. Because because uh, Eric Andre is the like focus of the conversation, basically. Right. Like it's it's weirdly centered on him. Yeah, they keep. Yeah. Yeah. You And he's like the most reluctant to. To, like do the cocaine the space cocaine yeah i think it's i think eric andre we should just call him his character name it's <laughs> I easier don't want to accuse eric andre of doing drugs <laughs> it, well I mean, he he's the most reluctant you, you get the sense that since he's quit cigarettes maybe he had addiction issues in the past yeah 
Um, cause he, he's reluctant to drink. He's reluctant to smoke. He's reluctant to do cocaine. Um, like it seems like he's trying to get sober. Right. Or something. And for some reason, this billionaire guy keeps pushing. Right. Yeah. The billionaire guy, he wants the astrophysicist there, Charlene Yee, because obviously she's like an incredible astrophysicist whose, whose theories are like contested in popular science. Mm-hmm. But he likes the way she thinks. That makes sense. He needs the psychic. You find out later just to make some sort of connection with whatever this object is he has in the obelisk room. Yes. Just don't we don't understand why he needs an obelisk. No. And we're both writers. So we're allowed to criticize. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I am going to assume since the episode was actually written by Panos Cosmatos and Aaron Stewart on, I'm going to assume that they know why all this is happening. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that they have a deep understanding of the uh, of the like the motivations behind Peter Weller's character, and just that that's not the point of what we're watching. We're watching, as you said, this slow burn, kind of a just sort of a like a meditation on what on what's happening. Uh, because Peter Weller has this rock that looks like I'm going to describe something to you, and you're not going to know what I'm talking about. Okay, all right. Okay. But I'm going to try to find a picture of it uh, so that you can understand what I'm talking about because this because i think because this is what was going through my head the whole time so when i was a kid my favorite movie was gremlin yes even though i was terrified of it. yep uh you could buy gremlin stuff everywhere mm-hmm. and one of the things that i had was a gremlin's water hatchling uh by ljn and water mm-hmm. hatchlings were there was those little things you put them in water mm-hmm. and you and let them they sit grow? and they yeah. grow really big yeah yeah uh and they're kind of made out of like a goop like a gel mm-hmm. like they're kind of jello-y yeah they came though in a, in a blister pack but the the two the, you got a gremlin a little gremlin and a little mogwai mm-hmm. uh and they came though in a container in the blister pack this plastic uh, it doesn't look like one of the gremlins cocoons it looks like a weird gremlin like sculpture yeah. and i'm going to show you it right now and you're going to go that's the thing from this episode we just watched (laughs) here it is yeah that is the thing from this episode we just watched so the whole time i were watching this episode and they show the thing i'm like that's a gremlin grow like water growing capsule that's the gremlins thing that's that's the toy i had because i held on to this thing like for my whole childhood because i thought it was so cool you could put like little things in it Mm because it just it it was plastic and it just snapped back together it had a lid and a bottom and uh anyone out there who was alive in the 80s and had one of these things will know exactly (laughs) what i'm talking about because everyone held on to them uh and that's what this thing from space looked like it looked like it should have i guess it kind of did have gel like grow things in it yeah. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if Cosmatos had one of those as a kid. It was like <laughs> one day I'm going to make a movie about what this thing actually is. It's a it's a giant gremlin's egg and you open it up and there's a small thing inside it and grows into a giant gloopy goblin. Huh? Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, makes I sense. I figured it out. I figured it out. That's the only motivation behind this episode. I win the Cabinet of Curiosities challenge. I want to know more about Hector. Hector. Tell us about Hector. He's awesome well we know that but tell yeah. us about hector he look he's dressed like a suburban dad mm-hmm. um he's like he's like one of the, like a, a movie a movie like spy trying to pretend to be a suburban dad is what he looks like yeah he has a fine mustache and he doesn't speak very much does he speak at all 
Yeah, he says he says at some point the host wants you guys to all be quiet and listen to this broadcast. Oh, that's right, because he drives them there mm-hmm. in the van. Yeah, but and what's so special about Hector? He has a golden gun. Does he carry it on him? No, it's it's on the wall. So I should, we should just say that this the set to this episode is incredible. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Beyond the Black Rainbow, <laughs> if you've seen Mandy, you know that that uh, that the director is well known for his his eye and like his design work and hiring people to do incredible design work this is no exception yeah this is a really like the the lighting and the set and everything is awesome yes uh it's very harsh lights mm-hmm. um uh and but like of solid colors like most of this episode was orange yeah it started out blue went to orange yeah and the interior of this round room they're in with this bizarre like light fixture at the top there are circular lights and in w- that are gold and within them are like machine guns mm-hmm. that our host says is that he puts them there because they should be like not used i can't remember he says something yeah. about he, he says like you, you need to put them on the walls so that they're like no longer violent or whatever right right and he gets accused of being a pacifist by uh steve agee and then he's just like huh. um the the dialogue is very uh heightened I guess mm-hmm. um, like the people don't talk like actual people. They speak no. a lot in like sort of declarative statements. Mm-hmm. They say things like everyone has a black hole inside of them. What I want is for mine to stop eating everything up all the time. I mean, that was a stoned musician, though. Can, like, that was a stoned that... musician. <laughs> uh, uh, you get we... you get uh, a former best-selling author, a fake psychic, a stoned musician and an astrophysicist in the same room. And they're going to start talking nonsense. Wait, why? Why do you think he's a fake psychic? I just assume he's a fake psychic because he he was really weird and dodgy about everything. <laughs> he was annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was Targ, which I think is funny. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's what also kind of... British. That I don't, I, still, I don't know any British named Targ. Uh, I, I, now, do know I was that... saying that he was also British just in general. Oh, I see. I do know that Targs are an animal from uh, from I think Star Trek. I think Star Targ? Trek has has creatures called Targs. Um, yes, they are like, they are, they are kind of like boars. So they're like porcupine boars, porky boars. Um, so they get taken after 45 minutes of drugs and conversation. They get taken into the obelisk room Mm -hmm. where they, where Targ psychically links with this meteor and, or whatever. We don't even know where it came from or how our host Peter Weller got it. Yeah. He's just Um, very vague. He says through the toughest means or whatever, like something like that. It's been tested like they know it's been, we know it's been tested it's impervious to x-rays it's comprised of a metal no one's ever heard of before carbon dating doesn't work on it uh so he's had scientists look at it before mm-hmm. um and targ has a psychic link with it not much of one but enough of one yeah and literally eric andre blows pot smoke on it mm-hmm. even though he's not supposed to smoke in the obelisk group i don't know i don't understand what what our host was what, what do you think was gonna happen like you got you he gave these people a bunch of drugs. But then I'm like, maybe he wanted him to smoke in the obelisk room. Like maybe like that's the point is he wanted him to blow smoke on. I don't know. But he blows smoke on it and it sucks the smoke in. Mm-hmm. And that makes it shatter and the and the goop come out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and what? Melting people. Sophia Butella puts her fingies in it. Mm-hmm. Like she gets them all up in it. Yeah. And, and then, then that, it melts her. And that melts her fate. Yeah. Um, they do point out in the in the IMDb trivia that the people die in it in this episode exactly like they die in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I don't know if that was intentional, but maybe there's like a maybe there's biblical message or something. A biblical message for the orange goop monster with horns. <laughs> hey, they're not a, horns. They're head tentacles. Yeah, they look like horns, but they are head tentacles. Um, yeah. The, the way the, that this thing was like 
birthed, I did not like. It's unsettling. It's an mm-hmm. unsettling monster. I don't like it when it like weird protrusions start coming out of goop. I, I will say that I will say that I liked I liked the way they made it. I don't know if it was actually filmed or if it was shot on video and made to look like film, but they they there was like uh <coughs> like scratches like mm-hmm. in the like on the screen. So it was supposed to look like you were watching a filmed movie. Yeah. Um I think it's one of those th- Oh, and they talk about the music a lot. Like there's music playing like ambient electronic music playing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think you're supposed to like I don't know. They they keep calling intention attention to it. Yeah. So there's something about like the music is is part of it. I think the the whole thing seemed more like a like a tone poem than mm-hmm. than a story. Uh I don't know if I I don't know if I'm smart enough for it or maybe it's <laughs> It's not smart enough for me. I don't know. I just liked um, the ending. I thought the ending was awesome. Uh, what did you like about the ending? I like that the astrophysicist drove away in a sports car as fast as humanly possible. That I thought that was cool. fun. Uh, uh, the music was done by David Lopatin. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know how you say his name. Uh, uh, he's known <laughs> as as I don't know how to say his his recording name either. O P N. He's an ex- experimental electronic music producer, singer, songwriter. Uh, he's worked with FKA Twigs, uh, The Weeknd. Uh, he did the scores for Good Time and Uncut Gems. So, I mean, he's he's an experience. I li- really like this. Score. I love electronic music. Mm-hmm. Like, I love synth throwback electronic music. So I was a huge fan of it. I can see where people would be like, maybe get bored by it after a while, but I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, just, I, no, go I ahead. Was, I was going to say, I like that our, our billionaire had a, a laugh track and a boo track in his, it programmed into his couch. He, he had like, yeah, it was like this wall of eight tracks that would play. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you you said that it, the, the whole thing looked like a music video. Mm-hmm. Well, the cinematographer has mostly done music videos and short film. Yeah. Like Ar- for Arctic Monkeys, for uh, Portugal the Man, for uh, 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 Skrillex, uh, and then like a couple of episodes of TV, but like this is like a big episode of mm-hmm. TV. He's done a, f- a few movies as well, but like I was like, yeah, the, he looks like it, it, it looks like I would expect this episode to look. It's a weird episode. It's a weird, it's the weirdest episode we've watched. It really is. At first, you know what? Through most of it, I was like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> Even though I am like the most patient person when it comes to slow burns, I was just like, ugh. You but read then, like, all of Les Mis. But then, <laughs> but then like sometime, some point around them going heading to the obelisk room, it just like gelled with mm-hmm. and I was on board. I was like, okay, okay. Once you once you bring up an obelisk room, yeah. you can't go wrong. <laughs> well, also, I think this is an episode you've just, you've just got to vibe with. Yeah. Like it feels like just hanging around with a bunch of people doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, This and, you know, episode was gay. It was a gay episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because of Sophia Butella and Charlene Yee. Yeah, well, yeah, only because of them, really. Uh, but a little, a little bit. Hector, he had a vibe. I would, I would also say that that maybe there were, you could read into um, the author and the psychic a bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe even maybe all the characters. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Except it takes he, place in the seventies, I guess. <laughs> especially the Blob Monster. Um, especially the Blob Monster. Because yeah, it is a blob for a while. Like it absorbs Peter Weller, like the Blob absorbs people. But then it becomes mm-hmm. a, it becomes a demon but then it asks them to help it it says help me 
me uh, when it's standing was up. Was that you, Peter Weller talking or the monster I think talking? so. Uh, I think it absorbed him and took on his form. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that he did not play the Blob Monster. Uh, no. The Blob Man was played by Kevin Kepi. Kevin Kepi, who you might know from playing the corpse in Graveyard Rats. <laughs> and uh, the movie Smile, which I just saw, playing Nightmare Mom. Uh, so he plays a lot of creatures. He played the creature in Something in the Woods. He is our tall boy for this episode. Yes. he's a, Yeah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's productions are, are increasing their number of tall, tall boys. So uh, so as as their previous tall boys fall into <laughs> fall into disrepair. God, is this Doug guy's Jones pl- still working? I assume Doug Jones is still working. Uh, I think he, yeah, he's definitely still working. He's on that new Star Trek series. Like he play, yeah. he's playing a character on Star Trek Discovery, I think. So he uh so he yeah, he's actually acting, not just playing Monstars. Uh, yeah. he's also like older now, so he can't quite do all the twisting and herky jerky yeah. walking that he used to. Uh, but he can still do those hands, man. Mm-hmm. He can still do the hand. Um and uh, yeah, Charlene Yee and Eric Andre escape in their car, and they're like, "What the hell was that all about?" And it's not even their car; it's it's billionaire guy's car. It, they just can start it. Right, right, because he leaves the keys in the ignition, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it then it uh, it ends with the monster climbing out of the sewers, and you see the city in the background. What city? We don't know, but a city. And yeah. uh, that's and that's it. I don't know what the monster Hector does. Hector does that. try and shoot it, by the way. Right. So Hector's the, the one of the guns, the golden a golden machine gun is Hector's, and there's a big mm-hmm. story behind this gun. And what's the story? We don't know. Why not? Because Hector, like we see Hector like crying. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to speak, and the billionaire interrupts him. Uh, yeah, and, he, and that's it. We never find mm-hmm. out what the st- he. We know there is a story because the billionaire says there's a story behind it, but Hector should tell it, and then Hector's never allowed to tell it. So. And we know it's awesome because he just he got an AK, he got a machine gun off the wall and started shooting it like just out of nowhere. Like yeah, it doesn't help. <laughs> No. No. But it's awesome. Yeah. He still gets melted by electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people blowing up, a lot of people melting in this episode. I don't know what it means. I'm not good at interpreting things. Like, I feel like there's like a deeper meaning to this. Like, I watched, I just recently watched the other day the movie We're All Going to the World's Fair, which is was advertised as a horror film. Not really horror. It's like psychological horror. We're All Going to the mm-hmm. World's Fair. Very lo-fi movie. And I watched the whole thing and I was like, I really liked this, but I don't know what it was about. So I had to do some reading on it. It's about it's about being queer it's about being transgender even though none of the characters are and i was like oh then when i started seeing it through that prism i was like okay now it makes a lot more sense even though it's mostly just a weird movie about this teenage girl doing a uh doing an online like youtube based like dare content Mm -hmm. Uh, and and i felt the same way with this i feel like all panos cosmatos has to do is say oh it's actually about and give me a theme and i would and it would all fall into place Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that theme is. Addiction? No. Gremlins? Maybe. <laughs> I don't really care what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> I know because you have no inner life. Exactly. No, I just I I I thought it was cool. It was uh, cool. I liked the visuals and I liked that the astrophysicist survived. And that's yeah. about all I need. And if you like it, I would suggest watching Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy because. It's I think if it had been any longer, I would have hated it. Uh, Mandy and Beyond the oh Beyond the Black Rainbow is a trip, but Mandy is a little more of a story. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, it just it's also a trip, and it has 
Cheddar Goblin in it. So we love Cheddar Goblin, who became his own meme for a while. Uh, but that was the viewing. I'm sure, the, I'm sure this the, the commentary is something about rich people like buying like things that potentially like kill people. Like I'm like the there's there's a lot of of commentary on on being wealthy and being able to purchase people basically is is a big like theme in their conversation yeah like yeah i don't know uh, all i know is that the uh, that it wasn't all cg there was a lot of wax and hot lights used to make the gooey alien nice was it an alien we don't even know i think it was we don't know though i mean what else could it be <laughs> uh, really what else could it be <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. An interesting episode. <laughs> interesting episode. There's an article on IndieWire all about the special effects for Sep nice. and how they did, which is pretty cool. So uh, if you want to take a look at that, it is out there. Yeah. The problem with doing these episodes right after we watch the episode is that I don't always get to do all the research I'd want to. But it's kind of cool, like not having any of that coloring anything. So mm-hmm. interesting. There was there was some CGI. There were multiple, he- multiple, multiple heads. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that, that some of the heads look like they were like wax caving in on themselves mm-hmm. at moments which was pretty cool uh and so they took the waxy heads the fake heads they took cgi and then they took the actual actors and they like composited an image of like all those elements it's pretty cool so that it didn't look totally cgi which is pretty cool mm-hmm. uh the effects are awesome yeah. um so yeah so that is the viewing what is our next and final episode yep our final episode is it is the murmuring the Murmuring. Uh, I believe that one's written by Guillermo del Toro as well, or based on a story he wrote, uh, and directed by Jennifer Kent, uh, who we love. We love Jennifer Kent. What has she done? Uh, she did The Babadook ah. and The Nightingale. And apparently ah. she did a short film after The Babadook called How, How the Duke Stole Christmas. How the Duke Stole Christmas, which I've never seen. I can't believe I've never seen it. So I'm going to have to look for How the Duke Stole Christmas. Uh, I love she The Babadook. She did Babe Pig in the City. What did she do on Babe Pig in the City? I don't know. She's just credited for it. I don't see that anywhere. Oh, was she an actor in it? She's the (laughs) lab lady in Babe Pig in the City, right? Because she's from, I believe, New Zealand. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Oh, she did did something for the saddest horse book I've ever read. The Black Beauty? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's an actor. She was an actor on The New Adventures of Black Beauty. Um, 11 episodes as Caroline Carmichael. So, yeah, we love Jennifer Kent. Uh, So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to that capping us off. And we are going to do our uh, our personal rating rankings of all the episodes. Yep. Uh, And then we'll compare and see uh, how they how they compare, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, how they they compare. And then we're going to see Pinocchio. Hooray. He's Hooray. a real boy. I'm really excited for Pinocchio. It looks really cool. I've gotten more excited as time has gone by. So uh, so will you, will, will you join me, Willow? Yep. Yeah, because you have to. I have to. I know. I know it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can check us out. We While Twitter still exists, we still have a Twitter account. Uh, I have a Mastodon account now that I'm doing some some stuff on just to see how that works i've also gone onto one of the other social medias i don't even remember one of the other social media sites that are trying to take the place of twitter hive i have a hive i'm drawing everything we'll see where my podcasts land uh it's all up in the air right now all up in the air speaking of insane billionaires uh yeah yeah so uh thanks for listening thanks for joining us and uh we'll see you all next nope i did it again I did it again. We're not. Did we even do an intro for this episode? We didn't. We just started talking. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Phil. And I'm Willow. And it's it's Del Toro Toro time. time. 
And I'm Phil. And I'm Willow. And we'll see you when it's Del Toro time. time.